0: Hey everyone, I'm Brian Conley of Hunter's HD Gold and you're listening to Season 2 of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. This podcast takes a deep dive into what it takes to be a match director, manufacturer, sponsored shooter, or just an everyday shooter trying to win his or her first major. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. Welcome back to another episode of Hunter's HD Go Behind the Lens. Today I'm sitting down with a gentleman who got me uh, kind of all started in what I'm doing today, just based on some ideas that we both had, and look where we are now. But Larry Joe Steely, how you doing, brother?
1: Hey man, I'm doing great. Well,
0: considering he, he is, he works with um, Rainbow Technologies and also the, the founder of Steel Target Paint. And we'll get into that in a second, or just a little bit. But you know, when did you even start shooting? When when did how far does this go back for
1: you? Well, my dad loved to shoot. We just never really had a good place to shoot. So he was always trying to find some back alley or somebody's property that he didn't have permission to be on. (laughs) Right. We start shooting guns. But he was always fascinated with guns and uh, liked to hunt and took us, you know, dove hunting. And, you know, I remember getting my first BB gun. How old were you? uh, Probably eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah somewhere like that. And then I remember him building up this new technology of a BB gun that you didn't have to pump up and that it used a gas cylinder called the CO2 cylinder. And man, he built that up for like a whole year and had me and my brother on pins and needles. Like this was some kind of crazy space gun or something. And then Santa Claus brings it, you know, and it was awesome that, that, that was a lot of fun.
0: Now, did you ever go hunting with your dad or anything on stuff like that?
1: We did. Uh he would take us occasionally, uh, like I said, to some dove shoots and things. Uh you know, my dad he was ended up being a big hunter, a big game hunter and to Africa and on a number of safaris there and out west. Uh but I never got to go any on any of those trips with him. Right. I I took his spot in nineteen eighty six. He had a an African safari yeah, to Tanzania. Uh, it was a, a, a dangerous game hunt that was for a whole month. And so business issues prevented him from being able to go. And he said, Hey, you know, you're going to do me one more favor and go on this hunt for me. So I've got, of course, a blast on that. And was this when, the first and,
0: time you went on a big game hunt? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. And how old were you in '86?
1: Say so the thirties. Yeah, thirty. No, wow. twenty six. Because that was that was the year I got married to my first wife in eighty eighty six. I think. Okay, but I'm um, horrible dates. No, that's fine. I recently was tested on all these dates at a mediation <laughs> right thing, or, uh, It wasn't even that. It was a, just a
0: gathering of of, of some uh, knowledge and information. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So um, so you went on your first big game hunt. Did you take one of your buddies with you, or you just kind of went,
1: what that look actually, like? Actually, um, you know, we're, we're in the, the business of uh, telecommunications and power. So, you know, our, our chemical products are used throughout that industry. And right. my dad had had made friends with people in that industry, and uh, a man by the name of Hugh Jacks, was one of my dad's very good friends, and and um, they were about the same age, and they went to Africa several times together, right? And yeah, he was president of, of AT and T for for a time, or vice president AT and T, president of Bell South Services, and so mm-hmm. he rose through the ranks. I, as a kid, I remember uh, seeing him, and and uh, just a just a wonderful man that. You know, has mentored me in business and in life uh, on a number of occasions, but uh, I got to go with him. And, okay. And so, it was, uh, it was a real educational experience. For right. Me. Man, oh, man. So, you're 20-something or
0: 20-nothing years old. Yeah. You've got a gentleman with you who's been part of the family based on mm-hmm. the Rainbow Technologies, which we'll get back into in a second. And you're going to
1: Africa. Yeah so mom was pleased uh yeah i'm sure <laughs> you know i i just remember my new because i had like i said i just got married i remember my new wife crying you know at oh, the airport because wow. she was pretty torn up wow and she had a little bit of a breakdown and that caught me by surprise and i was like oh my god you know i i i guess i was shell-shocked about the whole thing even going getting on a plane and flying to africa when i was at that, that age but uh, so anyway, we, it, it all worked out and, um, I, uh, had a, had a great trip, uh, came home with, uh, some great trophies and memories and, you know, it was a, it was a
0: fantastic time. Wow. So let's get back to rainbow technologies that your, your dad started. Now, there's a story, I've heard different stories about how that got started. You know, how did Rainbow Technologies even come to be?
1: Well, my dad had a background in pest control. So, he worked for John Cook, Cook's Pest Control, which is fairly well known in the Southeast, and it's headquartered in Decatur, Alabama, and that's uh, where he, my dad worked. And so, we moved back and forth from Florence to Decatur, where I was born, and then uh, then moved to Birmingham when I was eight, seven, and he had always had an entrepreneurial spirit uh, and wanted to be in business for himself. So he started do-it-yourself pest control, which was a just, you know, I got three kids, four kids, how many kids and their friends and get over here and start pouring chemicals and <laughs> bottles and, 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 and I'm going to go sell it. So that's what we did.
0: In the, uh, in the garage?
1: In the <laughs> garage in Bluff Park. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was some toxic stuff, too. Uh, I, you know, I'm, so far as I'm healthy, I, it just said it'd make you lose your hair is all. <laughs> well, it's
0: been one of those things because that's funny you said that because lately, you know, there's been some chemicals out there that say, you know, cause cancer this, cause cancer that. But I guess back in the day, you kind of proved that wrong, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: it's. I've got some pretty detailed info on that one from a from uh, an adventure of another kind, you know, when you walk through that, that journey with someone who has terminal cancer, take them to all their doctor's appointments. And, you know, I got to know the doctor pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I asked him because being in the chemical business that came up, you know, all the time. And, or, you know, California is famous for just making everything a carcinogen. Right. So I asked him, I said, look, man, I said, i told him what i did i said what's the deal with all these warnings on these levels he said man he says you know maybe maybe not he says there are two things that we know that will absolutely cause cancer and that's cigarettes and asbestos he says you you get around that for too long and you're gonna get it <laughs> right and, and so that that was true in the case of, of my dear friends at the time but um Regardless, it was uh, it was a tough journey, but um, you know, I guess like anything in life, you you know, too much of a good thing's not a good thing, and right? So this is the case with some of those kinds of, of products. But nevertheless, uh, my dad's pest control background came in handy when he was having drinks with some of his buddies and. Uh, he called it his tea party, you know, from okay. four to six every day. <laughs> really? <laughs> literally, except Sunday. Every day, my dad was at his tea party with his his buddies, having drinks and philosophizing. And he had some really interesting people in his little circle. You know, some right. people of Birmingham that uh, over the years I've gotten to know. And and uh, of course, they're they're all passed away now. But dad was like one of the last. Guy standing in the original group of the tea party, but <laughs> he was the last one with the tea party secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me. Uh, you don't know, I don't, who knows what was talked about in those circles, but in Birmingham, you know, right, and, you know, anyway. Um, he, um, back to the uh, him having drinks with his buddies, right? right? Some of them worked for the phone company and they okay. were talking about you know, the fire ants were just destroying their equipment and they need a a product that would just keep the fire ants out of the equipment. So that's how we got into the very first product of what is now Rainbow Technology was a fire ant killer. And it, it, it was the stuff. We had a 50 pound bag between our legs when I was eight years old. We called it a blow, dip and pour. So I had a four ounce measuring cup and a plastic bag and I would blow the bag open, dip the Chemical, pour it in the bag, flip it over, staple a label on it, and put fifty in a box. That's what we did all day long. Wow, yeah. Just, so my dad had kids, right? For one reason, and that's to, to work. Whatever he wanted us to do, right? Whether it was cut grass or or package fire ant killer, <laughs> I'm not sure how I can get away with that kind of stuff today. But anyway, he taught me how to work, and um, and that was the really the start because. You know, his do it yourself pest control was a pretty good little business, but it was a little business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he got signed on with, uh, at the time it was Southern Bell, um, and their their supplier was Western Electric, which is now the big Hoover complex building back here on Valleydale, right. right? Um, he, he all of a sudden started getting, uh, purchase orders in the mail by the hundreds and then finally the post office called him and says you got to come down here and get them they're in bags full <laughs> and dad was just danced the whole way you know he had hit a home run with that with just the ant stuff with the fire ant killer to wow. that one customer and that started it, and so he he pulled off some of his guys that on the original crew that worked for him at Cooks, mm-hmm. right? And and he believed in their sales abilities, and so uh, you know, and, and James Chastain's one of those guys that's with us today. I mean, James is dealing with his own issues now. He's on up there in age, but wow. Um, so we we have a lot of long term employees. Penny's been here since I was a kid, and she's still a kid, but getting ready to retire. And we're all old, getting older now. We went from that one fire at killer product to well over a thousand now. I mean, we're, wow, we're you know busting at the seams.
0: What you know, getting into that, you know, when you go to different products, it, it was it something that you know products? There was no internet back then, of course. That's right. So. How were products? How did you know there was a need for certain products back in the day?
1: The keyword "need" right there was one of my dad's slogans: "Find a need and fill it." Okay, whether he made that up or he got it from somebody, but find a need and fill it was the mantra. Okay, so digging into some of the the people in the phone company, you know, we're trying to find out what are the needs that they, man, needs is like if we had a wash spray, would spray 15 feet with good you know, dielectric and knock them down. Well, you know, we sell a million cans of that mm-hmm. now a year. And so, it, it that's another big product that we sell. And, and in addition to you know, line locating paints or specialty cleaners that are made just to clean the telephone cable without hurting it. Right, because I remember a story about rocks, rocks, yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, gravel. Yeah, we we are in the gravel business, and and so that's that's a great example of finding Eden fill right? right. So in the the buried cable there's uh, pedestals where they either come up to terminate into what's called a terminal block, and from the terminal block, it goes to your house, right? So the, the little pedestals on the street, or in many, many cases, they're in a ditch in the weeds on the side of the road. right? Uh, so the gravel that goes in the bottom of that thing, was it served several reasons but the main purpose was the the dew point on the gravel was lower than the dew point on the metallic connections in the terminal block because that stuff at the time and we're talking old technology right copper wires and Mm -hmm. and now we're in the age of you know almost wireless power that scares the shit out of me but whatever (laughs) right so this these these metals were real specific in their makeup, right? They're you know had tin and copper and you know and all these to, to get optimum connection with the copper wire, right? But it, all of that corroded really really easy. So the gravel helped pull the moisture down to keep it off. And during the 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 cyclic. You know, uh, condensation, and then you know heat and, and all during the day. It it just it was a repetitive process every day. Mm-hmm. So then we developed some spray chemicals that we could spray on there to uh, keep the corrosion down and that sort of thing, and uh, or stop it all together. So it's been a journey just developing products to find a need and fill it. I mean, right. one one of them was corrosion, and and especially along the coast or when a hurricane you know, it would happen. We were some of the first boots on the ground to help restore service. And we developed a process whereby they could literally use pressure washers and blow out their equipment and then use our chemical to go in there and spray on top of it that would drive the water out and then put a corrosive protection on it. And and that worked really well. And um, so it it was short lived though because coppers nearly not used anymore much right. but uh nevertheless it's made a good living and we still
0: are yeah because I, I, one thing i've noticed um about your the company rainbow is when we talked before if there's a natural disaster somewhere or or something has happened in the united states like zika mm. for an example you know and all the, the different things mosquitoes and everything y'all are right there to fill needs quickly. Yeah. And cuz when that happened with, you know, Zika, you know, that was a that was a whole not call it a gold mine, but it was a whole nother situation
1: where, yeah. you know, Rainbow Technologies made a killing. Yeah, we did. We we were in the right place at the right time with that one and um that was a two-year project for me to work mm-hmm. with uh, USAID and uh, which was a huge honor and a privilege to be able to work on a project like that. I mean, it was really amazing cuz we were there to fulfill the product, get it produced. And I'm talking millions of bottles of this stuff went down into Central and South America and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an effort between partnerships with the people that make the DEET. A uh, good, good friend of mine, Bill Robel, works uh, for Vertellus. That's the DEET people produce that. Right. And then, my uh, other good friend was uh, involved in the labeling and packaging of, of it. And, uh, so it was a, it was a, it was a come together that everybody made a good profit and we served a very good, uh, need out there to help stop that because they sent us pictures when, uh, when USAID's involved, they've got the caseworkers that go all the way to the field. So they'll distribute their product to the, to the, dispensaries the hospitals the clinics Mm -hmm. to pregnant women and then send people to their home to help eradicate the mosquitoes from their property and give them nets and give them the repellents and this whole thing so USAID, i mean an a plus for our country really shined i'm gonna tell you that because i saw that on the front lines that yes we did we we were able to get right in there. Like you said, it was quick, and, and it happened, and uh, I just can't wait to do another one. You know? Did you have a lot of um, government
0: things to overcome through stuff like that when you're when you're taking a product to other countries, or is it more
1: stuff that's coming into the country where there's a problem? That's a great question. Uh Typically, uh, an insect repellent like this is EPA registered, and every country has their version of an EPA. So, you have to get registrations, and that takes time and money. And some of these countries doing it internationally is uh, an incredibly difficult process. Right. But USAID was able to obtain waivers from these countries because they were donating the product. You know, okay, the American people were paying for it. And, and USAID was delivering it at no cost to these people, right? Okay. So uh, that's when I say America shine. You and me and everybody else that pay taxes uh, owned a little part of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were able to help stop something or help out a situation that could potentially have been much, much worse. right? But uh, anyway... Uh, you know it was short lived and in like I said within two years the the funding stopped the the, the project was over and uh, you know we've we've got a good working model. if something like that comes up again we're we're prepared and ready to go down that road quickly if we need to. Nice.
0: Has there ever been any projects that have just gone backwards like based on the government being involved or something that happened it just didn't happen was there any been any projects that's been nightmares? That have been just you know what what does that look like? Yeah, because there's also
1: there's the other side of this coin as well. uh, A lot more of those come to mind than really. Well, you know, my dad he was always famous for his one liners, and one of them was, "You got to eat the goose one day and feathers and next, you know, that's a salesman's life." Okay. Um, and and then um, you know, and then the opportunity comes, you got to be ready, you know, and so, um. I forget where we're going with that. Just based on things that have happened, you know, that have not been yeah, the, the Yeah, the other one that he would say his Titanic investments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's had a lot of those because, as I said, he had a, an entrepreneurial spirit that he wanted to develop new businesses all the time. Mm-hmm. But where the, the, the fallacy in that is that you you can't start a business and expect somebody else to be able to build it and run it because they don't have the same vision or drive or, you know. Right. And, and as another good friend of mine said, you can't pay somebody to care. So that's what he kept running into and developing all these businesses. He never could get a good person to get in there and run with it and go. So he right. would dump tons of money in this stuff and it not really go anywhere only because – not that they were bad ideas, right? They were good ideas. It's mm-hmm. just that we couldn't get, uh, you know, the right person to take it on and run it, manage it, grow it, that sort of thing. Like you did with Hunters Age to Go right. or I did with, you know,
0: well, and that, and stuff. that's where I was going to go. Cause you, you know, he pretty much has all three of his sons and everybody else family that worked for Rainbow Technologies at, at one time, correct?
1: Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah,
0: we still are. It brought everybody in, you know, because that way you have that you know people that you trust and people that you know can get things done for the business. Because when you started off earlier talking about not having a place to shoot, you know, what was it like when you all of a sudden you had a place to shoot when it when when he bought the when he brought the farm and everything else? What did that look like?
1: Because <laughs> that kind of changed your shooting opportunities altogether, right? It, it did. Well, you know, as the business grew and succeeded. Um, you know I was able to afford a little more uh toys in that regard, right getting guns and that so that became more of just having fun that was a whole other issue for a twelve yep. step program Because <laughs> you are you are you are avid collector uh, well guns. i was yeah right. but i i've i slowed that down way down uh, a few years back, but um. But yeah, guns is a thing for me, you know, and, and that I love them. And so it was a, it was a great to have my own range, you know, right. And you've been down there and shot it and, and know what, what's there. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Right. But, um, I don't get to go that much. I'm working. No, life, <laughs> life is in the way. Even if you got one, you know, it's right. hard to get to it. Right. Um, but, um anyway. Because
0: that's one thing, you know, kind of where we all got, you know, we're started in our conversation together. But we'll take a break real quick and we'll get into that and how we met and how what that looked like and where we're at today and what's for the future. So let's take a break real quick. And this one of our sponsors. right on. This week's podcast is brought to you by Kona Gold. Kona Gold is a premier lifestyle brand for those who work hard and play harder. There are many hemp companies out there that get lost in the crowd, but Gold sets the gold standard with its premier line of products. When traveling all around with a magical mystery tour to different matches, I travel around with lots of different flavors, including pink grapefruit, candy apple, and vanilla cherry. Make sure to stop by and get some for yourself. They are all zero calories, zero sugar, use organic hemp, and are THC and CBD free. Competitive shooters love them because there's no shakes, no headaches, and no crash. you order from conigoldhemp.com make sure to use discount code hunters hd for another 20 percent off so when did you actually start getting into shooting competitively because
1: what you know i met you after you were doing some things already but i don't you know when did you really start like well uh, a good friend of mine that i had known back from safari club hunting you know when we when I went to Africa and all that, right. uh, there's a there's a Safari Club International that I was a member of at the time and uh, served on the board of directors there for a while. But um, there was a gentleman there by the name Phil Carter that he and his wife were African hunters and and I had known Phil for a long, long time. But then he moved away, he sold his business, and moved down the beach. And then uh, I ran into him ten or eleven years later. Now, okay. And, uh, out at Simmons, and he got to telling me about shooting cowboy competition. Okay. And his, uh, cowboy alias is Bama Kid. And, uh, Phil and I hit it off because we were friends anyway, and I hadn't seen him in so long. I was like immediately interested in the whole concept of shoot cowboy. I mean, you know, how that just brings out the little kid and everybody. Okay. So, uh, he invited me to come shoot and see what it was all about. And, and I loved it, and I still do, and I want to get back into it because, to, right. it's it's, to me, it's just so much fun to shoot those uh, those kinds of guns. Um, but um, that started it, and and then, I mean, as we were shooting and setting up, really, just painting the targets, uh, I'm like, I had this crappy can of paint in my hand, and we had a whole bunch of targets. Cowboys Cowboys put a whole bunch of steel out, right? Right. And I'm painting all these things and it's taken for freaking ever. And I was like, I can do better than this. So I went down to the warehouse and uh, and in them here and and got a case of of our inverted tip marking paint, which I knew would do twenty-five times better than that crappy can of paint I was holding. And, right. and even though I had spread upside down, that was a little awkward. Yeah, the cat those guys loved it and they were like, dude, we just gotta get more of this. So, that got me to thinking, you know, just at Brock's Gap, our home range there in Hoover, there were, I think, 12 different steel matches. And they're using – and all these guys are going to hardware stores and buying paint. And I'm trying to do the math in my head and going, good grief, man. How many ranges are in the country? How many steel matches are there really going on? And I started looking into that. Right. And I saw uh, a niche, find a need and fill it niche. Right. Uh, And – and uh and it just happened to dovetail into something I loved anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So um and, and let's not forget the hunting thing too, because I've I've been a, an avid hunter too. Uh and so I'm looking out the window at my office one day and I see a SUV that had triple forks hunting and all that on the back of it and i thought and i knew the girls were running around trying to get an order ready for a, a walk-in pickup right <laughs> we never get a walk-in pickup I, I, I gotta meet this dude and so i was i was intrigued by the logos on your vehicle and and that's when we first met that was the first day we met yep and uh you were buying local man and that that always impressed the crap out of me dude the way you do that uh is amazing well it was it was funny because
0: i'm out there you know i've, t- I've told the story on other other shows but it was a situation where one of the my guy who was doing a bulldozer work for building the lake says hey i need some more of this wasp spray," and um I'm like, okay. It says Pelham on the back of it. I said, well, that's in my backyard. I'll go get it. That's, that's how
1: you found it. Yeah,
0: it was. It's just, it just you know, um, Heath told me. Goes, I need some more of this wash pay. Go, go get me some more of it. I said, fine. I'll go find it. And that's what I did. So I, I brought an empty can back, and um, looked on the back, got the address, came here, and pulled on the door. And there's no way to come in. And I pushed the bell to be buzzed in, mm-hmm. and then. um I said, hey, I need to buy some of this, you know, waspray. And the lady up front looks at me like I just lost my mind. Mm. <laughs> and and um, at that point, that's when um, I think your marketing director at the time or, or a guy that does graphics or something came yeah. out of the yeah, back. Vic, we, Vic. Yeah, Vic yeah. came out of the back. Great and, guy, um, by the way. I yeah. miss him a lot. And he came out and he says, well, we don't do this, but, you know, you're, you go to the website and blah, 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 and buy it. And that's when I, you know, dropped off my, my card and everything else. You know, mm-hmm. with Triple Forks hunting on it back at the time. So yeah, that's how we how we met was through that whole process. But it was a guy who was building my lake had a um, thing a Rainbow Technologies waspray. Yeah, well, that's how it all got started uh, because
1: fortuitous.
0: Because that, that's what got us, you know, shooting. That's what got me shooting cowboy for yeah. the first time. Because you actually you came and booked a hunt out there at the property, mm-hmm. and um, we talked, and you know asked if I ever did competitive shooting before. And I was like, didn't know anything about it, you know, on the, on the cowboy side. And I started doing that with you. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I remember the conversation we had about, you know... You know this paint. I got. I'm going to design something with this paint, and you need to design something. You got because I, I had those lenses. Mm-hmm. You know I was doing something with. They didn't have a name on
1: it or anything back then. That's how we came up with your alias. Yep. We sat around and talked about that for a while. and I'm <laughs> like, dude, it's got to be Light Bender. <laughs> That's, That's exactly right. So, but no, I
0: miss I miss shooting cowboy as well. It's one of those mm-hmm. things we got into for so long. But yeah. you know, let's get back to the the paint for a second because there's lots of paints out there. There's, you know, and that's one of the biggest things that, you know, one reason you put a bunch of people together to be able to explain the differences and why, you know, right? um, still target paint costs more. But what is involved in the paint? Because everybody just thinks paint is paint is paint, you know, but there's not. There's so many differences. What, what, what you took all the best technologies
1: around to build a paint. Tell me about that. Well, you know, being in the paint business, like we have a, a very large line of paints so i had a lot of experience and knowledge in paint chemistry and and how they work the spray pattern et cetera, the aerosol packaging and all that so when i when i saw the need i was like you know if i can just make this thing like paint like you shoot just just give it a pop up just a squirt of paint and and hit that that bullet impact mark you know if one can could last forever and i had that in mind right off the bat you know i can make a product that you can use minimal amount of time and product and do a job that's 25 times better and, right i mean you know there's guys like bill dude a long time ago he did a time to video of painting a whole, like an 18 by 24 plate okay, using a can of, of our product. And then a, I, I don't remember what the other one was. I right. stole him or something anyway. And uh he, because he was really impressed with the differences that we'd put into it. Right. Right. And he wanted to show people like, Hey man, this stuff is really, you know, something to it. Right. So it sprays a lot, you know, heavier than your typical you know hardware paints you know hardware paints are mostly enamel based uh and that's harder to get off your equipment your glasses your any anything than this water-based product we've got mm-hmm. and that was another design feature i wanted to have in it was a water base so it would right. be uh, it really serves one purpose you know i've got guys that use it for some other things but it's it's very not not typical right um but its primary and only purpose really was painting steel targets. So, with that in mind, I wanted good coverage. I wanted to do it fast and uh, last a long time, give good value, that kind of thing. Uh, so, I think we've achieved that. I think you know, there's struggles with people out there that are first time users or second time users that are still you know in that learning curve. You know, right. I did a video on our website that it's on the uh, it's on the YouTube. I think. I don't know how that works, but anyway, it's <laughs> on our it's on our webpage. Right, that that shows you how to use the products mm-hmm. to help shorten that that, that curves because I I don't want people get paint on them. You know, you've, you've had people come to you, yeah, help me get this paint on my glass, right? And, and you figured out a good way to do that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. It's been a, it's been a crazy journey. I we we weren't really in uh web store sales or retail sales at all until you walked in right and there's your little part in that (laughs) you know we our customer service people were getting calls from people that were retired telephone people or whatever they were used to buying our products and knew that they worked really good right kind of thing they wanted to buy some for their own use so that you know, they were tired of, you know, trying to have to do that manually. So I thought, you know what, let's put a web store together and that's when I hired Vic and uh so yeah, we We've grown so much since then. It's so your company when 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 was when
0: Rainbow Technology started? What year was that?
1: Rainbow started in nineteen seventy-one.
0: Okay. So that company started in seventy one. Optical prescription lab that my wife's mother started, you know, where Hunter's HD Gold is made, was started in nineteen seventy-seven. Okay. So basically you're telling me the same time you went public for the first time. Was pretty much the same time that we went public for the first time as well, because we were a wholesale optical lab and never went public either. That's kind of I never put that together. That's kind that's that's pretty cool because you know companies that are years apart, you know, being started, but to never go directly to the public until there was a need with the gun industry—that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. and doing it
1: together, I think, is the most awesome. Yeah, because
0: that's what got it started. I remember you calling me one day, and you just got back from some match we'll talk about in a second, and you said, "I'm putting a shooting team together," and I was like in cowboy? <laughs> what? <laughs> he goes, "No, no, no. I found this this thing called steel challenge. What was that like when you first f- found out about steel challenge?"
1: Well, the the market was certainly the most, you know, the most need was there, right? right. They it was immediate.
0: Who told you about steel challenge?
1: <sighs> That's a good question.
0: Just wondering how you found out about it because I was still shooting cowboy. I, I was off doing was, my own thing. It
1: was Phil. Uh, okay, Phil said something about it, uh, and we were at a cowboy match up there in uh, North Alabama uh, at the time, and um, and he was showing me, and so. But I'd already been involved in rimfire challenge. Okay, that, that was the first uh, real exposure I had to
0: something besides cowboy,
1: other than cowboy. Okay, and so you know i really enjoyed the cowboy division of the rimfire Challenge association mm-hmm. you know format but that's now gone i think but
0: well there's now they're making some strides to come back they got some new leadership coming in with paul and some other people coming okay. in so well, it's, fixed to, it, about it's fixed to make it's fixed to make a i think a, a comeback and i think it's going to be i think they got some new people Lori out of florida is yeah. involved with it now mm-hmm. and a lot of other people involved with that. it so there's I some. i think that. there's some good good future
1: there i hope so i hope so too so. i hope mm-hmm. so too because we had a lot of fun at that Right, That world's match in, in Arkansas. That was one, that was a great match. And two, it was just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think that was one where I got talked into shooting cowboy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah well, I finished third in the world. Yeah. You're the first dead guy, though. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: but no. So when you, you know, still, you know, we did Rimfire and then you found out about Steel Challenge, you know, what gave you the idea? to put together, you know, a need for ambassadors and a, and a team and a, and, a, and a shooting team, because that's something they didn't have shooting teams in, rim, you know, Rimfire wasn't a big deal. So it's you know, it yeah. kind of all started off with, you know, I think it was a match. And was it before Mississippi or when you went to Mississippi, that it, was, it, all started?
1: it was really a little before Mississippi. It was, it was up in that North Alabama area up there. There was some, some of the rimfire shooters that were there that I had gotten to know and, um, um, little Rachel and Robert and April and way back then and Steve Cole and Piper and, and that crew and, and, um, and love seeing the kids shoot too. And so it, it really, it gave me the idea to involve the families and as a, as a, just a representation. It's time, I didn't have a freaking clue. Look, okay. okay. I didn't know anything about the gun industry. Okay. Uh, not not a thing. I did have a basic concept of marketing. And if, you know, if all of these people in all these regions are going to all these matches and they've got my name on their jersey, you know, mm-hmm. what can I do to help them help me? And, you know, and that's how that grew real fast. I right. mean, it was amazing at how fast the team came together.
0: Was it your idea to put together the team?
1: Uh, I don't know whose idea necessarily it was, but um, I had gotten T-shirts made for the the ones that were with us at the time, and we all wore a T-shirt to that that Mississippi match. So that was the first, and they were Rainbow Technology T-shirts. Okay, they weren't. Even I hadn't even had anything yet made for steel target paint, right? Um, But uh, yeah, that's that's the match I met Steve and Teddy and uh, Teddy's son was with them and uh, Steve. Yes, I said Steve Cole, Steve Foster, (laughs) right? uh, Matt and Amanda. So yeah, that that was a. That was the founding crew, you know. Right, it was awesome. And you decided to put together a
0: a steel target paint shooting team.
1: Yeah, from that, that because that's where I met. I was kind of, I was struggling in the beginning to to get some team leadership. You know, I I started out with another person, and that didn't work out. And um, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I was I was making mistakes, right? And you know, like talking to a, a shooter that was already. Uh, sponsored by somebody well i didn't know that you right. know and the person that w- was sponsoring this young lady you know who had really a- approached me um uh, you know this guy got really upset evidently and oh wow yeah that that i had proselyted one of his shooters and i, I was like I mean, i'm learning etiquette here it's like freaking golf you know you don't right. know do you know right right so anyway uh it it grew really quick from there. Um, you know, when I was in um Mississippi and Steve and I, Steve Foster and I got together and we talked and uh that's where he and I got to know each other at first and it seemed like something really clicked there and okay. it clicked fast. And and so I asked him, I said, dude, I need help leading this team and and building it. And he was all over it and and excited. I think he had just gotten back into shooting. I mean, he smoked everybody at that match. But and I was impressed not only with that, but how he carried himself and how he was able to, um, um, you know, I guess work not work the crowd is a good word necessarily, but, right? You know, he's just a people person and uh, fun to be around and. Um. The more we talked, the the more I liked and mm-hmm. you know, he he uh he built it. I mean, he did all the work. Wow. Uh, he really did. I, I give him the credit for that. Um he's a little buried now. He's got that new job. So you <laughs> he's, know, do, he's, he's doing he's, a lot now, that's buried, for sure. You know, yeah. Well, not just that, but you know what's going on
0: with him. Yeah. I remember you told me when um when you were putting a team together. I was in my office and you called me up. We ain't talked in a while because we've been both kind of, you know, staying so busy during our thing. And uh, you called me up and says, hey, I need a um, I need a logo. We need to talk about something for the shooting team. I said, logo don't even have a name yet, what are you talking mm. about a logo <laughs> <laughs> and you and you brought me up here you know you tell me well, come here and talk to Vic, who's doing your stuff, mm. and he he actually me and him sat down and we actually helped design the first hunter's h d logo yeah. that came out was you was know, through, I forgot it, about oh wait anyway, see I don't need, you know, you, there's so much that you and I have a part of being together to get things started with you know all this with with what I'm doing with Hunter's h d gold and what mm. you've done with still target Paint is all because of. You know our our correlation just off a can of wasp spray. So. Yeah, isn't that interesting?
1: <laughs> yeah, Vic did some good work. I think he 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 really did some good work for you. Back yes, then. Um Of course, you've you've way outgrown that now, man. Look at this thing. This <laughs> oh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you know when you when when did you realize that Still target paint has just you know like. Uh, you lost control as far as the growth. What did that look like coming from you? Cause I remember when it happened for me, but coming from your side of it, what did that look like on the paint side?
1: Uh, that it really didn't occur to me until COVID really challenged us. Really? I was growing well and, and, um, and it came to a grinding halt. And that's when I, when I really figured out that, uh you know i'd lost something you know sometimes you don't realize you got something until you lose it okay and it was a little scary because with production and people getting COVID in the plants and plants getting shut down and the shortages and we're still not crawling out from underneath that freaking rock right so you know the i guess because of our connection and the product and then the match directors that, I mean, they need it, right? You, you need the paint to run a match. Period. Yeah. And if yep. you don't have it, then, then what, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, there's a whole lot of stress with me related to that in the supply shortages right now. Another right. issue is cost, man. Cost is going through the freaking roof. I'm getting cost increases daily on some products. The, 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 Salespeople are going insane trying to adjust pricing with all of our customers because we have so many costs or so many products. Right. Um, and then with being chemical products, you know, it's tied to oil prices. So it's skyrocketing. And, you know, we had just rolled out a new uh, MSRP for 579 on the paint back, you know, a few months ago. And, and 579 is what? Five seventy nine for a can of paint. Oh, okay. The price. Yeah, point. Yeah, okay. It was, it it. was 499, four nine four ninety nine forever, right? For, okay, for a long, long time. Okay. And we just had to go from four ninety nine to five seventy nine. So that's a that's a freaking jump. Right. And now it's hit me again and I'm gonna have to adjust it again. And I you know, I can only hope and and pray that, you know, our customers are gonna hang in there with us, uh because all we are trying to do is pass through cost, and right. our, our profit levels aren't changing. But freight is another issue. We don't make money off freight. No, nobody does. You know, and and. Except UPS and FedEx, they make <laughs> a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, on front. yeah. my, my yeah. bill, my bill to UPS is thirty something thousand, yeah. thousand dollars yeah. a month. It's, yeah, it's just know. nuts. It's, it is nuts. It's crazy, especially when they tear it up and then they won't pay for it. Yep. But don't get me started on the air here. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question: With
0: with prices going up, will still target paint and and other products for that as well? Do you do? you've seen price increases before with other products do, and do you see the price you know fluctuating do you see that going back down at some point as well as as oil prices drop and things drop or, you know what is that you know or is it like a fuel charge it's on there forever and never goes away
1: <laughs> uh no i don't see it like that i i i want to see it come back down right okay it needs to okay i, I mean i can't compete with walmart but Walmart don't have what I have right, right either but um, I, I'm okay for us to go with the market in in regards to uh, getting the product to the customer at the most economical price that we can do it for right and still make a profit you know right. I mean, we we have to make a profit right um, but you know I'm not out there Trying to knock somebody in the head over a product that they use all the time, right? right. And it's it's a reusable thing. I, there's still a you know a got a, a lot of value in the product, uh, even at the higher price. But you know, it just pains me to even consider it. Right?
0: You know? Do you know? Because that's one thing we talked about. I mean, when it first got started, you were making talking about still target paint. It had like seventy percent more, or seventy percent of it was made up
1: of pigment. Compared
0: to other paints.
1: no, It's not that much, but but it's, some. yeah, there, there is a consider considerable amount of, of paint resin in our product and, you know, percentages are difficult to nail down when it, when it comes to that, but it, you know, when you're looking at a, a fourth to a third of the can, and when you're looking at the can and you measure that in fourths and you and you hit that fourth that's how much paint resins in there Mm -hmm. and then the rest is the water and the solvent system that helps it mix together um and all paints are that way i mean they the the resin is the the heavy part that settles so that's Mm -hmm. why the ball's in there and that's why you got to shake it really good to get the ball to pound that all up and mix it well so you get a good good spray but um The other thing only regarding that product that I would say is is an important thing to do is flip it over and clear it when you're done spraying it so it doesn't clog.
0: Right. And that's one thing I remember, you know, when you first got started out there, we'd see the paint and everything. And people have habits of spraying a certain way, Mm -hmm. and then you'd see them spray, you know… Um, still target paint like they would another brand and it's like what <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of education going on without you know one, one shot covers the spot one of your taglines you know yeah. a lot of education there so do you feel that's come a long way or is that one of those things because there's new shooters that come into the sport yeah. all the time you know, I found out, you know, that myself, you know, about every three or four years there's a whole group of new shooters that come in. So the education process never really stops. They yeah, don't they don't true. know.
1: That's true. So I, you know, with our team and certainly the mass directors that buy the product, if they see somebody that's not using it correctly, I'm sure they're gonna correct them, you know, and right. show them the correct way, you know. Uh and the 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 other the other line we use often is paint like you shoot. Don't, you know. Just mm-hmm. hold the button down and go, you know, right? full auto on it. You don't need to. No, because we, we both deal with the same thing
0: is, is people think, you know, some of this stuff's commodities. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's yeah. a special product. It's just like the lenses that I make. People just think it's a commodity. And until they really get into it, you know, there's people... That have taken different recipes with steel target paint mm-hmm. to make this particular just like it is. It's just not a commodity that you can go pick up at Walmart or anywhere else. It's something that's specialty. It is a custom product designed for the shooting industry. That is. Great. And just like Hunter's HD Gold is a custom lens yeah. designed for hunting and shooting. That you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's amazing how both of our manufacturing companies. And and products that we do are so similar, just different parts of the the shooting sports so on that side altogether. So, when you were in a situation where, you know, when you get these phone calls from your suppliers and you and you got matches that you sponsored and stuff like that, and, and the, you said the stress level goes up, have you you know found solutions to you know to house more product when it when it is available to be prepared? For more matches, you know, what, what have you put in place to, you know, give those match directors some, you know, the the confidence and the security that, hey, you know, we can believe and, and, mm-hmm. and have the product when we're ready? What does that look like?
1: Well, uh, and that's a good question, too. Uh, Cynthia, many people know Cynthia. She's our customer service rep, Cynthia right. Johnson. And she keeps up with a spreadsheet of all the matches that we've uh, sponsored. All seven of them. Yeah. Just kidding. You sponsor a lot of matches. (laughs) We we do. And, and that, that's another thing we probably should talk about at some point, but the, um, you know, our position has been, we will sponsor, you know, everybody that wants to come and participate in the program. And, um, tell me about that program because that is important yeah so and this is the part that's starting to get tricky now because it's been a 50 percent um a uh a a discount code for 50 percent that we provide in addition to swag and banner and you know we send knuckles hand cleaning towels and lens cleaners and Mm -hmm. send um uh, hand sanitizer and all kind of different little products that are handy for match use uh, and so and we'll also send gift certificates for the prize table and um, so it's uh it's a nice package that Cynthia has put together, so she knows the matches that have already committed right mm-hmm. uh, but the it, the hard part is knowing who's actually gonna buy when in having enough product available um for everyone, right? But sometimes we get a run. And like, you know, we have some really good distributors too. And a lot of people don't know that. But right. um you know, Carl McKeever, at GT Targets, is a distributor for mm-hmm. us. He sells a lot of he's paint. been with you for a long time. He has. He has. One of our newest guys uh, is uh, is MGM Targets. Right. And uh, That's a big company. They sell a lot of paint.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and, you know, it, so when there's a big draw, it's hard to keep up when there's limited supply, right? Mm-hmm. And so Cynthia's got her hands full trying to manage who gets what. But, you know, when we know, let's say if we're running low, but we know Carl's got paint or MGM, you know, we're going to have to point them to those guys right uh but you know now the cost is going up so much that um the 50 percent code uh that causes me to lose a significant amount of money right uh, whereas before it was just covering cost right mm-hmm. so i was okay with covering cost as long as the club was participating in their monthly matches and they were buying on, you know, and it was a partnership, you know, and that's what I believe in building business like you is a, is a partnership. So uh, there's only been a few clubs that we've come across over the years that didn't want to have a partnership, you know, but they wanted, you know, wanted us to donate the paint. Right. But you know, I, that's not a sustainable thing for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, uh, my dad always said, son, it's, it's gotta be a win-win, situation or it's just not going to be any fun for you. Right. Or them. So, um that's why our customers, you know, we're super super grateful for that have uh, participated on the auto reorder program so they right. get free shipping and it just shows up and you know, that's the best deal right now because shipping's so high. Right. I'm starting to have a look at that. Right. Uh but it's still a good program. And, um, people love it and it's a, uh, it's, you know, new growth that I didn't even know existed, right? you know, until we got to looking into this web store thing and figuring out what all you could do with them in different ways, as you've learned, right? How to market and how to use, uh, this, you know, the store content, um, uh, for education, for, uh, increased traffic to, you know, on and on. The, the, the apps that we have to buy for the box. I mean, you know, right. for the stamps, for the, you know, all the different things, you know, that go into it.
0: There's um, a lot that goes into sponsoring matches. It's just not yeah. sending product. You know, yeah. when you talk about banners, you talk about everything else. There's a lot of stuff that goes into sponsoring matches. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's not a situation where you're you're making money up front for sure. So yeah, <laughs> it's no. definitely it's definitely a tight situation. What would, when you when you when you came up with steel target paint, what what did you what did your dad think when you told him what you were doing? What what, what did that look like?
1: Well, uh, Dad was proud of me in the fact of the find a need and fill it. And okay, his philosophy of having a product that met a need and. And, uh, and it was, you know, something that fit within our wheelhouse. right? And uh, he, he was all about it, you know. And, uh, you know, he's one of our only supporters in the family. Right. Yeah, he, it's unfortunate. But is that, you know, is that because
0: volume-wise – it wasn't like the other products you're selling or is it just a niche cuz i know your other brothers they're not they're not anti gun they're not anti shooting oh, no. sports they're all into it oh, yeah. it's just it wasn't was it not a product that was just bringing in the 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 major gross profits like the other products
1: well no it's not even it's not the, it's not the profit it's not the product okay. it's not the uh, volume even necessarily it's just that it's packaged like ones and twos a case here case there 10 20 cases here or there okay you know that kind of thing versus pallets of product going out nationwide right. to big distribution that's what they're used to right right so the small package stuff we've been doing forever anyway with at&t and some of the others uh shipping direct right it's just it 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 was just different, right? That's the conversation I had with my older brother just recently. Right. It's it's a good business. It's profitable. It's just different. What they think about you?
0: What they think about you selling to the public? Was that another thing that was scary for them as well?
1: Uh, A little for my older brother because he does a lot of the power distribution stuff, and he has the largest network of uh, distributors. Okay. And so he was concerned about you know the web store competing with the distributors. That's right. So we just had to make sure that our retail price was higher than what they were selling it for. And that, makes that sense. was not that hard to do. Yeah, we that don't seems- we don't put all of our products on the web
0: store. No, you you came up with a lot of products that are for the gun enthusiast yeah. and, and the competitive shooter. You know, you know, you said Knuckles a while ago, and a lot of people
1: now might not know what it is, but what if Knuckles, that's a great just a basic name, but what is Knuckles? It's a hand cleaning towel. It's like a pre-saturated you know, semi-abrasive towel that you can get in a single pack or a bucket. To, to clean it takes, anything off of your hands, it
0: takes anything. You're right. It don't matter if it, if it's grease that's in the fingerprint. It, mm-hmm. it it cleans it out completely. Yeah, it does. So it's a it's, great product. Yeah, you know, just so many things. You know, have you got other ideas around the corner yet, or are you just trying
1: to hold on to what you got and trying to keep it going? Well, you know we're 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 built on continuous improvement. I always want to do it better. You right. know, and if I can do it better. Uh, I will, our challenges these days is, uh, managing growth and in inventory and infrastructure to, uh, handle the growth because we're, we're, we've been having record year after record year after record year. Uh, and then, uh, this past January, I lost my parents, uh, within 11 days right. of each other. And so I've been, just consumed mainly with that and estate stuff and, you know, trying to keep, uh, you know, my dad was kind of the glue in the family. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm staying in touch and being intentional with my family. To are sure. you, are, are you the new glue? I don't know. Uh, I hope not. I hope I'm just part <laughs> of it, you know, and that, that there's, there's, uh,
0: people stepping up. Yeah yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That. And, and i'm not worried about anything but um you know we're we're moving up moving on that's awesome
0: that's awesome do you get people that email you or call you and say you ought to make this product you ought to do that product do you get those phone calls like i do in the lens industry
1: yeah oh yeah all the time okay uh you know some of them are great ideas it just can't you know it's just not a good business case for it or right um or some of them are great ideas, right. you know. Yeah, because that's what you know.
0: I'd I use to develop products myself is by listening to the shooters yeah. and, the, and the gun yeah. enthusiasts, just like yeah. you do as
1: well. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's continuous improvement, you know. And I'm I'm all about if I can make my product better than I want to, uh, you know. Colors was a thing people would like, you know. Voice, hey, I'd like to see a tan for you know. That's how we came up with Target Tan because right. the USPSA guys wanted to practice on their steel but still give the same. Target presentation is shooting cardboard, right, and not having to constantly shoot the cardboard targets. So we we did that, but it really hasn't been a you know barn burner of a product, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason. I don't know. We just need to do a better job of getting the word out. Yeah, there I think you've it. got every color
0: in the rainbow now, pretty much, don't you? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. Some so. of those are
1: hard to get now. Too. Are they really? Yeah. What
0: color is yeah. hard to get? Now, yellow,
1: yellow is impossible. I can't really? get yellow. For whatever reason, um, and then
0: maybe uh, we just got to find a gold and, and change to get rid of yellow and make it gold. Make it gold. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> Another idea to add to the I'll list: bring of that things up. to throw away. <laughs> I'll bring that
1: up.
0: Uh, anyway. Well, man, we have been—you know—we've been friends through through this entire process, which started off on a simple can of waspring yeah, that brought us together and all this, you know, stuff we've been doing ever since has been, a, it's been a, it's been a joy to watch, you know, oh, what we've done and everything else and kind of how
1: we run together and, and do things. It's oh, been, been it. a lot. It's oh, been a lot. I love it. Yeah. We went out to eat the other night and had the best time. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was yeah. fun. You know
0: that was I fun. That, well, you got to. Well, I got to get you out traveling more because when I travel all the time, that's usually when I, I go find a place to go mm-hmm. in the in the area that's going to be a good place to eat. I like yeah. good food. That's what I my way to give myself a bonus. I don't take any extra money from the company. It's like well, I'm going to eat well. I'm going to eat well, <laughs> and I know you do. I know you do,
1: and I'm looking forward to doing that. My, I'm I'm going to be freed up. I'm hoping here real soon. So you have some
0: plans to on. get back out and and, and visit some matches and stuff. Well? Yeah, yeah. Have you thought do. about doing a whole range tour? net tent kind of set up and, and have products for people
1: to buy to help overcome some of the profit to get them used to more products in their hand? You know, I, you and I have been talking about that and we have in, been in your, your product, your project for that. I, I'm not sure if I have the, I I know I don't have the time to devote to, right. to doing it. Right. Which means I would have to rely on others. And that so, changes, that changes yeah, the game altogether. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so I've I've always wanted to do that and Mm -hmm. have a tent and have a representation there and and uh, sell product. It's just that I I, you know I just was never able to for life circumstances business whatever. Throw in there you know it all. Uh, But it's it's still a good idea. And and if uh, you know some of the some of the distributors like Carl, he'll do it. Uh, and have product out there. And then, uh, a couple of the others will do that, but, uh, it, there's still so much more work we could do here to grow and build the, you know, the, the store, the rain dot net. all the products that, that we have there, because I think, you know, ranges don't know us. We have, uh, herbicides that would be fantastic. You used some of them recently. Yes, I have. And. and uh, for all of the gravel bays, man, this stuff is the bomb for that. Yep. And, uh, so that's a kind of a secret, right? We haven't promoted that very much, but, um, there's, you know, like I said,
0: all, all times. So if somebody wants to get, who's a match director who needs to get involved with getting more stuff for their range maintenance and stuff like that, how can they get in touch
1: with you? Uh, well, you just through, uh, uh the webs through the web store you can just go right there and buy it okay. on, on the web store and if you if you don't see something on there that um and I'm glad you brought this up so if rainbowtech.net okay right rainbowtech.net is our main website that's where all the products are at yep there's not necessarily a store there's a buy now button on some of the products there right But if you were to see a product that did not have a buy button on it, but something you were interested in, uh, call Cynthia at at the office at um, 800-637-6047. Just punch in for Cynthia.
0: Because some of the stuff you have, you know, for like a gravel range and stuff like that, you won't be spraying for weeds
1: for years. Yeah. it's
0: (laughs) You know, it's utility strength. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's what they... uh, that's what they need. Yep. That's what they get. So, and, and and some of those I don't sell on the store for a lot of reasons. Right. I mean, you know, we all remember good old Harvey. Well, there was a problem with some yeah. trees down in Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah.
0: I think that's the only disagreement we've ever had is football. <laughs> well.
1: That was a sad thing <laughs> done by a sad person. Well, well, anything we left off today, Larry? You know, buddy, I'm sure there is 2,500 things, but (laughs) maybe we'll get the circle back and do it again. I've enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy hanging out with you. Well, you've
0: done so much for the shooting, you know, and you've done so much for me to even get me started when I was just me by myself and not knowing which way to look for left and right. And you let me have use of your marketing guy to, you know, get some stuff designed and drawn up and just um, to get me on my feet. So I'm indebted to you. For, for for many times over because it's just i don't think i'd be where i was without the support of you from the very beginning saying hey you know whatever you know help you need with this you got you know here's here's his phone number make
1: it happen so well, buddy like I said, i've always told you all i want to see you is successful all i appreciate right? i want to see you successful whatever it takes <laughs> you let me know what you
0: need well, I appreciate it. Well, if you need to get in touch with um, any products that we've talked about today, definitely go to rangestore.net and check everything out. There's a contact us button. I'm sure that I get you in touch with Cynthia as well. And there's also a program where, you know, you can actually go, you know, get auto um refilled for your range as well with paint. So if you're a match director or you're running a range and you're in a situation where, you know, you always forget, you know, I, I need to paint. But if you've got it coming in monthly on automatic shipment, then it's one less thing to worry about when you're running your range. So that's another great opportunity that you have as well. But Larry, if there's nothing else, I guess we'll cut this one off for today and we'll get back into some other personal stories some other time and have some fun once everything levels itself out over this next couple of months for you and me as well. And yeah. We'll go from there, but until next time, if you have any questions for um, Larry, Joe, Steely, who we may not have covered today, feel free to email me at info at huntershdgold.com. And until next time, we'll see you at the range soon. Thanks, Larry. Bye. Thank you. Bye.